appreciate Thanks. it. I never thought anybody would hit me up with like kind words like that. Like I, you know, being a creator, I feel like you normally just see people on the opposite end of the screen and you're like, damn, they're really cool. So when you hear that right. you were that person for like other people, it's like, whoa. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Then and Now podcast. This is a very special episode for me personally. Um, this guy here is an amazing content creator and one of the inspirations for this podcast in general and how we go about it. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to welcome the Black Master Don't You. How you doing, man? Yo, yo. Chillin', chillin'. How are you guys? We, we are um, great. You can't hear it. There's a, there's a huge audience applauding you right now. In the, the background. <laughs> It'll be hello, there. audience. <laughs> Man, um, again, I, told, I said it early, but it, it doesn't feel real. It feels really weird because I've seen so many of your videos. I've, we've interviewed comic creators and things like that, but they're never really like in the content themselves. So seeing you here, I'm just like, this is weird. Like, I, I don't know how to react. But again, thank you for coming through, man. Um, thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. I'll, I'll try to keep them from, from geeking out too much on your fan. Right. Right. I'll try. Right. I'll try. Right. <laughs> We'll see if that, I don't know how well that'll hold up, but we'll try it. I'll try my best. <laughs> um, getting directly into some questions for you, I got my first one is what made you start a YouTube channel in general? Like what were some of your inspirations for? Mm. Uh, it, it's funny. Cause I would say what actually started my channel was somebody just telling me, Hey, you should make a YouTube channel. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that sounds like a good idea, I guess. I mean, I was like, uh, it was like 2015. I was, um, I was, uh, one of my coworkers was like, Hey man, you have a voice that would be good for radio. You should try specifically Twitch. He wanted me to do Twitch. And, um, I tried it. I didn't like it. I thought it was cool, but I wasn't here for the live entertainment. I thought it would be cooler if I was able to record my content, leave it on the platform so that if people can watch it later. And on top of that, I can like, when it comes to making it better, it's a lot easier for me to make a video better than to like, you know, work on myself and make my live commentary better, you know? Yeah. So uh, it was, that was a big thing. But I feel like even before that, cause what a lot of people don't know is that I actually tried YouTube twice before, before all of this. I, yeah, a long time ago, like back when I was like 14, I did sprite animations on YouTube and that was inspired by, um, like back on the back in the day on YouTube, that was like really big. Just people doing sprite animations, like Dark Sonic versus Sonic, like just yeah. different things you'd see. I remember there was a specific series called Mario Bo Mario um, Ball Z, I think it was, and it had um, it was a sprite <laughs> series made by somebody named Alvin Earthworm. I highly recommend it. I think it still it still holds up to this day. It used to be on Newgrounds. That's where it originally was. This is how old this is. But um, <laughs> okay. they. Uh, it was a huge sprite series of Sonic entering the Mario universe. And they they gave Mario and Sonic like powers akin to like what you would see in DBZ or anime yeah. and stuff. So yeah, it was hurt. seeing that yeah. and yeah, it, it was so good. So seeing that, I just want to get into sprite animation. And then I tried it, didn't really last for too long. I ended up doing dance afterwards um, for YouTube. I stopped doing that. You can actually still find some old, wait, old so, wait, so you you said dance, you said dance, mm -hmm. you were actually a dancer, this, you, you would you would do dances? On, yeah, wow, okay, yeah. Right. like right. I I saw someone dance in high school and I was like, I saw some beat, someone b-boying specifically in high school and I was like, I wanna do that. So I started nice. dancing and then I danced on YouTube and then that also was just kind of like, it was there and then I thought about it and I was like, eh, I don't really wanna do this. So I stopped for mad long and then came back to do this Twitch and I came back, started making the content that I'm sure you guys see now and it ended up working out. <laughs> so Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's cool about that though is too, I, was, I, was, I was just talking to Charlie about it was um, how there's so many different genres you hit. I mean, you definitely hit on a lot of the, the blurred content like as far as anime, manga, uh, video games, movies, uh, especially in the superhero genre, but you mm. do all them. You have like a you hit all the different genres so well, and it's kind of like a different, unique approach to all of them. Like for example, doing the um, what really happened, like with um, different movies, like a John Wick or Iron Man Two or whatnot. So it's you found a way to actually have all to put so many of your interests into one smooth palette. Uh, which is really cool. So uh, as opposed yeah, to like, thank you. I know dance made it work out for you and the sprites made it work out for you, but all these other things did, which is cool to see. 
Ah, oh, damn. Thank, thank you so much. I that's complete opposite from Halsey. I think it's a cluster clusterfuck of a bunch of ideas <laughs> <laughs> that I like. My channel is a combination of like a lot of things that I love, and it's mostly me just being really fickle about what I want to focus on. So I'm just like, right. uh, comics today, maybe anime tomorrow, maybe more comics tomorrow. We'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like us in a meeting when we're planning our content. We literally don't know what the fuck we're gonna do. So like, we need something consistent. Um, what, so obviously you started out early and it was kind of just you, what was like your biggest challenge when it came to your videos with like the editing, the script writing, research, what was it a difficult thing for you? Uh, I would say in the beginning it was editing. Cause I, when I started YouTube, I had no experience with editing at all. Like mm -hmm. I, I kind of knew how to mess with Windows Movie Maker and that's what I was using before. Um, but after a while, I was like, this is not going to work. I'm noticing now that these tools are really like are pretty much ancient. And also they were just shutting down Windows Movie Maker at the time. So I needed something else. So um, I learned like I had to learn video editing like it was I was learning a new task from the ground up by myself, just with the YouTube tutorials that I had available to me. So that was very hard. But I think what was the most difficult and I feel like I I, I can speak for a lot of people here when it comes to content creation is just getting past myself. Like, you know, when you're creating something and at the moment you're like, this is lit. But then that little voice in you tells you, that little voice inside tells you, oh, this is kind of cringe. Like, I don't know, people might look at this and laugh at you. Like, oh, is this really funny? Like, you know, and I, I think in the beginning years, I was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what my mission was because while watching everything people were always saying remember like have a mission have a goal have have a reason why you create content and everything else will come afterwards um but once I started like thinking yo this is your channel do what you want it's probably going to be better if you go 100% yourself instead of trying to be someone that you're not and also what happens if this works out you get big and people see you and you're not who you say you are on your channel that could be a problem so just do what you do be the best that you like do the best that you can do at it i always remember my dad always used to tell me i can't get mad at you if you try your best so i was like i can't get mad at myself if i'm trying my best so right. i just uh it took a while like it took it definitely took like three or four i would say even during xenoverse i was still trying to figure out what i was trying to do but i would say like uh the series that i had conscience was when i really started understand when I really started getting more confident in who I was, what kind of content I want to create, how I, how I want to create that content. And after that, it just kind of just kept on erupting from there. But yeah, I definitely the the biggest, biggest issue I had starting off was just getting past myself and understanding it's all right, fam. It's all right. Just got to be you and do what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I know Charlie's a huge fan of conscience and that I was going to ask that question there is like how right. you, how you found your voice and you feel like you pretty much answered it there. Um, yeah. Is, is that something that you would recommend? I guess you probably would recommend that to up and coming, you know, YouTubers or aspiring creators or artists is to pretty much figure out what their own quote unquote message is, uh, identify their own, try to figure out what their voice is going to be and just mm -hmm. uh, have confidence in that. Yeah, yeah, like definitely like not only finding your voice, but also I feel like sometimes when you say like, when we say like finding our voice, I feel like we get so centered on like, all right, what do I like? I'm gonna stick with this. And maybe through that, I'll like find my voice. I feel like the way you find your voice, the best way is to just keep on experimenting, especially when you're new, because no one's really holding you to like a standard saying, oh, this person makes movie reviews or this person makes comic reviews. Right. It's not left feel for you to delve into something new and try it out because I realized you never know what's gonna what's gonna get you to pop off. I yeah. when Xenoverse happened, I never in a million years would have thought that would have been the thing mm -hmm. that hit. Like I was doing comedy skits, I was doing all the things that I saw at the time with that was working. I tried something, I liked Xenoverse, I liked the game at the time. I thought, all right, making making um making these guides is not too difficult. I think I could do that. Um, it was just, I liked the game and I thought I would have a good time making videos about it, you know? I never thought that was gonna pop off. So I feel like if you're able to, if you are okay with experimenting, and I feel like this person's name is gonna come up a lot as I'm talking, but um, one of my biggest idols, uh, Gary V, um, always talks about the power of changing your mind. It's one of the greatest powers of all time. So I realized if the more stuck you are on one thing, the more you're limiting yourself, especially when this is your creation. You are the influencer. You are guiding how their content is being made. So right. 
experiment, experiment, experiment. Keep trying new things. Keep doing new things. You never know. You never know. Fucking, I'm reading Manwa now. Once again, never thought that was going to be a thing. Right. <laughs> like, I, yeah, I had it. It's funny because I had a joke in my last job. I'm, I'm, I'm Jamaican, if people didn't already know, but I would go around saying like, yo, McKeon read, like I can't read. And that was like my constant thing. And a year later when I left that job, come to find out, oh, wow, what are you doing now? I, I'm reading on Twitch. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's working. So, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. So for people that don't know, I guess maybe your, your Deeper Cut fans know, the origin of the name in particular of the origin came from you being in martial arts class and your, um, I almost said your professor, I'm in college now, so I'm a professor of mine. Your, um, <laughs> your sensei giving you, naming you after the Black Mastodon. Mm-hmm. My question, do you still practice martial arts nowadays or is it something that kind of just was in a childhood? Oh yeah, yeah, I love boxing. I, I love, I, I have a really, I'm a type of person where if we're having a conversation, I'm still listening to you. But I may just break out shadow boxing real quick. Like, I don't really know how to explain. Like, like it's people hear me saying they're like, "Cap, nah, you don't, nah, 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 bro." Like, you could ask anybody that has ever spoken to me at least one time. Like, just like a little, like some, like some like little throwing. Like, I don't know. I feel like you do it so often that you just get so used to it. But right. I would say boxing is definitely what I something that I practice avidly to this day. I practice at least three times a week. Uh, with boxing. Uh, capoeira is the other martial art that I was into. I really want to get back into it, but I just, I just haven't. Like, I don't have an excuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I could go into it, but I've never, I guess now the excuse would be, I don't really have the time because of with everything, but the goal is to work hard now, get to the point where I'm able to like, you know, chillax, not worry too much about finances. So I could then start delving back into some of the other martial arts and then maybe create content about it. Who knows? Right. Sure. So I, on that, I have to ask real, real quick. Like, so does that mean because you're in the capoeira and uh, obviously Jamaican, the, the, the characters that use those kind of martial arts, like for example, Laura and Street Fighter Five or DJ, mm-hmm. do you like those characters in those video games or do they not really, do they, are they not portrayed well enough for you to get into them? I will say when I see somebody practice, when I see a fighting game character who uses my martial art, I immediately run to them. However, okay. because I like, because um like I play a lot of fighting games. Main reason for DJ is that DJ is a charge character. I can't use charge characters. It's too yeah, hard. He's not really good. Yeah. 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 That's like, I saw, don't get me wrong. I saw DJ in Street Fighter 4 Arcade Edition. I was like, say less. But um, yeah, it's it, it's just so hard for me to use characters like that. But naturally, yeah, like for example, like Elena from Street Fighter Third Strike, like she's a capoeirista, yeah. and I immediately want to rush to them. And Tekken, for example, Eddie and Christy want yeah, to go to Eddie's them too. The but I I always heard trash talk about how Eddie's cheap because all you do is press two buttons and you flip yourself around and break right. dance and show and <laughs> but stuff. So so. Yeah, so yeah. But I still, I love, I think it's really cool. And I, I will say, I know, I feel like some people, they see martial arts in the real, in real, like in like comics and movies and stuff. And they get all like comic book mode where it's like, this is not how it happens in the comic. Like, this is not how right. you actually do it in martial arts. Yeah. I love it when they put martial arts in, in um gaming and stuff and they make it right. Like I, it, yeah. it it feels great to me. Like I I love seeing it when they do it. I want to use the character even more. Like I think Eddie right. is a nice example of a capoeirista. Will you be doing all those flips normally if you were actually in a um what's called a hoda, a game for capoeira? No, not really. Only if you're just trying to show off. But right <laughs> out like the main attacks and stuff. Like I I think he's a good example of what you would normally see if you were to see two two um capoeiristas going against each other. Awesome. Right. Awesome. That's yeah, we we've kind of spoken on it. We brought him up the man of the hour a couple times now, but conscience. I gotta know <laughs> how how did that uh, how did that come about? Because I was I was talking to Ethan earlier. I'm like, do you know how fucking hard it is? I'm me writing scripts for myself for video mm-hmm. being done is already hard enough, but to like make an alternative personality, develop him as a person, and then yeah. talk with him back and forth. How how did that come about? Ah, oh, man, it's it's always so weird because I, I feel, I don't know, I guess I see it as when people tell me about conscience and people are really confused with this too, that it's me, both of them. Yeah, right. I, I'm always like, what do you mean? 
Like, I don't know, because I always, growing up, I always talk to myself. Just like, you know, you're about to make a decision. You're like, "Mm, wait, should I do this? Should I not do this? And I always noticed there was always a voice in my head, and we all have it. Well, there's always a voice in my head that was like telling me to make the decision I felt like I should have made, and was always just like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you asking so many questions? Do it. Like, what's wrong with you? So, and I know myself and I know that like, I don't, I always try to put kindness first. I don't want to be, I don't want to be mean. I try to filter myself just in case. So I don't say anything that might be, that might come off like in unintentionally mean or whatever. And thinking about all that, I was like, what if there was a version of me that didn't care about any of that and just said the first thing that came to my mind? Like, what if there is a version that all those filters were gone and it was just raw straight up raw originally i want to have a series where i was unscripted and just went off on things like just ranted but that didn't feel like me i don't know it just i don't i didn't like just shitting on comics anime whatever i didn't want to make a video just talk just talking trash about a comic because i felt like that's not i don't want to tell people i don't want to make a video saying hey don't watch this i want to have videos where people are watching it you know Uh, or i want to try to get more people to watch it so i said so um after some time i just I did the skit with like, what if you're, what if like that little voice in your head was real life? Like, what if the voice in your head was, in, was a, was a different person? And there were so many ideas that were gonna spark from it. Like, I was like, oh, this could be a sitcom. That was the original idea from with the, with the first episodes, where it's gonna be a sitcom, like a short episode where there's always a lesson at the end. Because I think if you're gonna have a comedy that's genuinely funny, like not trying to hold back with the comedy, but also tries to give you real life life lessons that I was personally going through at the time. Like everything I feel like I talked about in Conscious were stuff that I went through in life. I um, I thought I just, I just really, I just grew attached to it. And then after the first episode, people loved it so much that I was like, all right, Conscience is a thing. I guess people like seeing argue, seeing me argue with myself. And I <laughs> noticed people were vibing with it because they're like, yo, this happens to me too. Like I do the same thing and people, People um, people vibe with the problems that I was talking about because there were things that you wouldn't normally see spoken about on YouTube. Like, mm-hmm. um, for example, I'll use like just one episode, like talking with women and like online dating and stuff like that. Yeah, I noticed that a lot of people were like giving tours like, oh, this is how you get the most women on Tinder. And this is how you talk to these people and blah, blah, yeah. blah. No one really spoke to me. No one really, I feel like, gave real advice of what happens after you get the number and you go on the date and you talk to the person and you do this, that. Like, no one talks about what can go wrong and how you just being awkward can affect that. Like, it's always throwing a facade, trying to be cool, all this shit. So I was thinking, what if I just be my naturally awkward self and I have conscious being the guy that's like, yo, I'm going to be the big brother and kind of guide you, but I'm going to be a dickhead while doing it, you know, <laughs> to keep the keep the comedy going. It felt... It felt cool and it almost felt like I built a, it's weird. I built a big brother, Mm. but the big brother was myself. Yeah. So (laughs) it's like I was following the whole uh, idea of be the person that you needed back when you were a kid. It's like that. I'm being that person and I'm telling myself now, stop holding back and just do this, you know? So I, 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 it's almost like it helps me, but it still works for the content and stuff. And ever since it worked in the video, and people kept on asking for conscience over and over and over again. I was like, why keep him with the lessons? Why not bringing him into the gaming videos, the comic right. book videos, the anime videos, so that when I have a raw opinion about something where like, you know, I feel like we can have, we can love him. We, like I love Static Shock, but I do have my gripes with the old cartoon, like not real issues. So I feel like we can love something and still critique it in a way where it's still, you're still saying like, it's good, but here, here are the problems. So I use conscience as the way to be the voice of yeah, it may be good, but here are all the issues. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not afraid to talk about it. Like, here are all the issues. And I'd be the guy that's like, yeah, that's all bad. But overall, right. it's great, you know? Right. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's cool. It, it almost feels like a dynamic of like a Batman and a Robin where Batman could be the, the douche asshole and Robin could be the light, the kind of the, the bright spot of life and joy. Now, uh, my yeah. co-host, I saw him twitching and flinching all over their place when he, when he said he twitched aesthetic shock of the negatives. Uh, so we, <laughs> we have, I'd, I'd love to have the conversation. I'm, I'd, I love having conversations and differing opinions. It, this again, we'll just yes. So, obviously, you love static shock. Uh, real, real quick, um, would you be willing to play Virgil Hawkins in the static shock live action movie? It would be a dream, bro. <laughs> like, I don't like, I'm not that confident in my acting chops to like be in a full length movie like that, like, let alone. 
play somebody as important as Virgil Hawkins. Like, Vir- I think we can all agree that Virgil Hawkins is in- one of the most important fictional black figures ever. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. um, like, yeah, no, I, I, I would love to. Like, I think that would be amazing. Like, I don't know how how young they want the person to look. I don't know how far back I can go. <laughs> like, maybe if they get like a smooth senior high school or college Virgil, I got you, fam. But if they're going <laughs> to like early high school, I don't know if I could do all that. I don't know if I could be right. that right. young, you know? Like but, a, immediately after the Big Bang, that's a bit much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could right now at my, like the way I look in my current age, I could probably be like a season static. Maybe yeah. not when he's just, just starting off. But yeah, it would, it would mean the world to me if DC trusted me to play that character. I would love it. Um, you know what's funny? Hey, thank you. Yeah. You know what's funny? <laughs> you. I don't think you know Ethan, but he's already played Static before. You have? Yeah. He's already in. Yeah. yeah. I was in a quick side project. Uh, shout out to, um, what's it called? Freedom. But um, a friend of mine, uh, another director, he um, named Reese, he made a movie called, he made a series called freedom it was about a black hero who got his powers through police brutality very similar to static shock so me and him met through a youtube event and we vibed immediately like the vibes were immediate me and him met with another person um mr james bmx shout out to him as well but um he uh we worked in a collab first and then me and him stuck and he was like all right you like static and you look like static you want to be static and i was like say less don't you don't even like don't pay me don't i you say i can be static i will devote the time to it so we worked on like the first year we worked on like the first season of it um i really loved it and then first we, season how, how how long is this it's like four episodes like four yeah. 20 oh, wow. to 30 minute long episodes oh and God. then okay. we yeah i, I i'm I so enjoyed them. i thought they were dope for independent so I, I was i was getting like a five minute sketch you're thinking like a, a oh no show. no okay. like this is like a full-on and like it's episodic there's plot <laughs> there's character <laughs> yeah. development like <laughs> yeah there's, there's sets there's yeah yeah mm-hmm. like um and it was it was i thought it was so cool because it was my first time being in a space like that where it was just a bunch of creators trying to make this dream come true we all have the same energy for this project i feel and we all just want to see it get done and literally i wouldn't even say the sets were that crazy like we all had our lavier mics and it was just um my boy reese with the camera that's it like like he had the ronin as well to like help with the angles and stuff but like outside of that it was very 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 basic stuff and that also i would say that he inspired me to start like thinking more outside the box of what kind of content i can create in terms like i was like why what's stopping me from ever directing a skit or a movie or episode or like a series you know right so yeah that that was a that was probably in terms of being a creator that was like if i were to have a tier list of all my experiences as a creator that's like definitely up there in like s tier oh man that's incredible. Yeah. That's I didn't I didn't even know that's you already have done it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Congrats, congrats. <laughs> yeah, I gotta find this. They're, I, gotta find these I, think, I don't know if they're in a playlist. Or, I found them. I watched them. I was again, I was going through like a deep dive for something. I think I was watching the the um the berserk videos and kind of led into that. I was like, what else? Yeah. Let me see what else is leaving out on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found them. Um Wow. Obviously, congrats. obviously I'm me being a college student now, about to be done now. One video I found of yours that really kind of touched me a little bit was the video when you talked about dropping out of college and pursuing your channel full time. Mm-hmm. Um, how, what, what, what started that thought process? I know you kind of talked about it in the video, but people that may not have seen it, I'll probably put the link in somewhere in the video. Um, mm-hmm. Get into like the thought process behind that and kind of how hard it was to get to that point. Yeah. I feel like, you know, it's funny. I feel like my mind was always there, but I was always scared to do mm-hmm. it because um, starting off, like, my I wanted I originally wanted to go into graphic design and my parents like not even my parents uh my dad was more like nah you're not doing that (laughs) graphic design like but for I understood his point because he was like you're gonna be looking for a job for a really long time and the job you're gonna get is probably not gonna be what you want and to help Mm. yourself you're probably gonna have to get some other job completely outside of your major and I as a kid I didn't really get that so I was just kind of more butthurt that he was telling me I'm not gonna help you pursue your dreams. <laughs> so um, I chose, I just chose computer science because I was like, you know, happy medium. I could be creative, code video games if I want to, and it's technology, it's STEM, so I can make money, you know. Um, but I didn't the energy for it, the passion for it was never fully there. So I I feel like even from my freshman year, I was always looking for some, something to fall back on that I actually liked. 
but I didn't really know what it was. Like I tried starting a clothing line that didn't work out. Um, I started a dance crew in my school that didn't work out. Um, it, it was still fun. Like they were great dancers, but it just didn't work out. Uh, but after, after like, once I started my uh, YouTube channel, I know I, I was, I really liked it. And I, and in the beginning I was thinking about, damn, I don't like, I don't really like college. Maybe I should change. I don't really like, not even I don't really like college. I don't like my major. I don't like doing the work in my major because I don't care for it. Maybe I should switch majors. But the fear kicked in because at the time I was about, I was a sophomore about to become a junior. My parents were always, were already like having a hard time paying tuition. I didn't want to let anyone down. So I was more worried that if I just changed what I was doing, it was going to cause an issue with my parents, which I realize now should never be the case. This is your life. Do what you got to do. Um, but after that, uh, my basically my job gave me an ultimate ultimatum. It was either work more or get demoted. So I was like, I'm not going to get demoted. I'm going to keep my job. So I had to make a choice. Do I do I drop school or do I drop my channel? Dropping my channel was not a question. At this, like, was not, a, was not an option. At this moment in time, I, it was growing. Um, Honest Gaming History was already, like, pretty big and getting decent amount of views with each one. Um, once I started seeing the proof in the pudding and I felt like I wasn't crazy, because the unfortunate thing about being an influencer, a lot of people make you out to think that you're crazy. Like, a lot right. of people are like, are you sure? YouTube? Like, is that the, what you want to do? Like, that's the, that's why... I feel like for the first few years of my career, I just said I was in content creation and left it at that. I didn't want to talk about YouTube. I didn't want to say what I actually did because I was just so annoyed of the apprehension and the immediate judgment from, oh, you make videos on YouTube? And that's that's dumb. So it was a fear of of letting down my parents, fear of what people would think of me, uh, fear of everything not working out and blowing up in my face and not getting what I wanted. Um, But... I would say that as opportunities came piling up and I understood now that like, I don't care about school. I care more about this YouTube and most likely what I'm most passionate about is the thing that's gonna actually shoot me up to where I wanna be in life. Not this thing that I'm half-assing that I that um, I don't really care for, you know? And I was already like, I had a really bad like habit of just like, once I once the semester started, I would be focused in the beginning and then my YouTube would kick in. Would kick in. I would focus on my YouTube, the classes would go to the back of my mind. Like they would be like, all right, second project. And I'd be like, I didn't even know there was a first, like that's the level <laughs> I was at. So um, after I realized that I just did not care for school, I did not care for computer science. And I thought, I, I was like, hold on, do you want a job in programming? And the moment I said, no, I was like, what are you doing here? So it became <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> like, it stopped being fear and more like you're stupid, leave, get out. Right. What, what's wrong with you? So. I would say the hardest, once I made up my mind, I was like, all right, time for the real hard part, telling my parents. So, yeah. yeah, that's what really, cause it's no matter what people tell you, some people are like, oh yeah, it was nice. It's never easy. Even mm-hmm. during it, it sucked. Like yeah. I saw the disappointment in my in my mom's face seeing it. Um, I She was not about it at all. Like I had to like go like, yeah, give me a year. And if I don't get to this level, um, I'll stop. And I told my dad that too. And they were just both like, I mean, you're grown now, so we can't tell you what to do. You have your own job. You can leave if you want to. So I can't like, we can't really command you and shit, but like, we think this is a waste of your time. Like you're wasting your potential. You're gonna like, my dad was like, you're gonna become somebody who doesn't finish anything. Like you got so close. Like that was the biggest thing. They were always worried about like, you got so close. Why stop now? Why stop now? Just get the degree and leave. But I don't think they understood that this was negatively affecting my mental health to a bit. Like if there was, anything out there that was affecting me worse than like just life in general it was school school made me feel stupid it made me feel like i wasn't i wasn't adequate it made me feel like i didn't belong anywhere it made me feel like i was a failure like it's it gave me all these negative feelings but youtube i felt worth it i felt creative i felt i didn't even care about what people thought i just i it was the life that it was giving me that i was more holding on to so after some like once i started and I left and I and I left school. It's funny how it worked. I left school to become full-time. The end of that same year, I got an offer for a full-time job, all thanks to my YouTube channel mm. that was offering like salary pay. And I went to my mom and I was like, yo, 
Remember when Nigga. you said YouTube was a waste of time? <laughs> Remember when you said I shouldn't leave college? Bam! Salary! No degree! <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because when I went for that job and when I went for my first, my orientation at that job, I was the only full-time worker. Everybody there was an intern. And the cra- the kicker to all this was that they all had degrees. I was the only one wow. with no degree. So and you, went, you were the one that got the job too. And I was yeah. the one that got the job job. They were all interns. So I was looking at this and like, this is all bullshit. They like, I, cause I'm, I was, why are we torturing ourselves? <laughs> when we don't like, for, for obviously if you're going to college and you enjoy college and you're like, I feel like if you want to be a lawyer or a doctor, college is required. And if you're liking it, I'm not trying to tell you like, you're liking it because you're being brainwashed. It's not really true. It's evil. Leave college. Like, nah. I feel like college experience is an experience that is still can still be very positive. Um, but for me, it was just a very negative experience. And I think if you at least try college and you know it's not for you, that's fine. You could do something else with your life. Like, you know, you have no idea where the world can take you. So once that happened, I fully, I feel like I believe, I started believing in the whole manifestation stuff. I believe, before I was like, that's bullshit. What do you mean I believe it's gonna happen and it will happen? That doesn't make any sense. But when that happened, I was like, shit, nah, I fucking, I manifested it. I don't have to do computer science anymore. And that was the day I just shoot away computer science. Um, My mom was like, are you ever going to go back? And I was like, nah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was like, maybe like to get a degree in something completely different, maybe creative writing, because I care way more about writing now. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just, I'm so grateful for all the opportunities it's given me. And I feel like if I did stick with college, which is why I'm, I now hope before I used to look at it weirdly, but um, if I did, if I did um, not leave the situation, I feel like I would have been in a way worse spot than I am now and a lot worse mentally, mentally than I am now. Now it, it's stressful doing this all by myself. Do not, I still, I have an editor, but like couldn't being in charge of all this, but at the end of the day to wake up and know that I am truly the, um, the commander of my destiny it feels completely different right right on and i guess uh, uh kind of going the opposite end of that when you first started off or when you were first got going with your i guess the third time on youtube when things were rough what was it that kind of kept you going because i know this is something that charlie and i deal with and on our team and our show is that things will get rough things will get mm-hmm. really, you'll, you'll get discouraged what kind of kept you motivated i would say the hopes that it would all happen one day. Like, you know, cause I, I always heard things that people always, I, I always heard uh, these these uh, quotes saying like, you know, people always stop right when they're about to reach gold. Yep. Don't be that person, yep. you know? Yep. Or people always stop because, you know, the numbers aren't there, which happens to all of us. My numbers were trash for the first two years of my career. Um, after I restarted my YouTube, like when I, my you my channel that I'm working on now, first two years of its existence, garbage. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I feel like I truly believed that I was creating content for a good reason. Like I want, I want to bring, I want to make people happy genuinely. Like I still do. So I, I felt like, you know, I'm not out here hurting people. I want to, I want to make people laugh while also teaching good lessons without being like, a dickhead about it so <laughs> right. um yeah i i felt like because i was doing something that wasn't wrong why stop and also i knew that consistency was key staying like nothing we never know what can happen if we stay consistent mm-hmm. with something and i focus on just making my content better i feel like sometimes we compare ourselves and i, st- I still compare myself with so many content creators and it. it's not a good habit um i feel like it's really hard to grow out of though but but um i realized like your, your only competition is yourself you just you just need to focus on making better content and as i focused on just working on the my, myself as a content creator and try to write better things it became it slowly just started working out because people saw the energy and saw the time and effort i was trying to put in even if it wasn't amazing they were like i got comments there were people like man this is not a perfectly edited but i could see the amount of time you put into this you know especially for the honest gaming history and the and the conscious episodes those two i feel like they, though they may have not been edited perfectly i i feel like the energy was still there when it yeah. comes to just watching it and seeing it like the vibe was still very much 
this person is trying to entertain us, not just trying to create garbage and make right. money off of it, you know? It's, it's right. a sincere, genuine effort, not exactly. just a shameless ploy for yeah. money or attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like if you, I feel like the people who focus on the numbers are like solely focusing on the numbers, um, are the guys who end up getting left behind. But the people who see the numbers as a way to learn and get better in the future, and they're more focused on, all right, I dropped this video. That video is done. It's out of my life. Now, my only problem is how do I make this better so that I can make a better video tomorrow? You know, when you're able to detach yourself from videos you've already created and focus more on what's coming, like what you're working on now and what you're trying to produce next and making it the best you've ever created, it becomes so much easier. And it's funny because I got that from King Bader, actually. I never met him, but he said something like focus on improving your content slowly but surely always improve constant improvement kaizen and um yeah I, that stuck with me hard and i just focused on trying to be a better content creator every day maybe not, i don't have to go up like 100 percent, just like a one percent a little bit of progress is still progress absolutely absolutely so my last we won't hold you for too long we're starting to get yeah i'm sorry <laughs> but um because i didn't again i got a million other questions but again we'll get to them at some point um so little little mini story time, I guess, kind of leads into the final question. Stay with me, you know? Um, so we had initially, we were doing videos for a while and we didn't try to narrow down like the ideas what we would do for other reviews. I kind of wanted to try my hand in video essays, things like that. Mm-hmm. But we were doing the reviews and Ethan brought up this uh, this one show that dropped on Netflix uh, called Arcane. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, we can do it. I mean, I wasn't super interested in it, but I'm like, it is. I watched it, I loved it. And we were, we, we did the review on it. And I dropped the video thinking it's not like an MCU movie or anything like crazy, so it won't go right. crazy. Ended up being our biggest video on our channel with like 5K within like two weeks. Hey. Like, shit. So it gave us the motivation. I say all that to say, is there a video like that when you were doing it right. where not really a throwaway video, but like you were doing it, but you didn't expect it to blow up to yeah. the level which it blew up? Oh my God. There are there are so many videos. Like the Kratos, the the guy, honest gaming history Kratos video. Don't get really? me wrong, I worked hard on that, but like there were so many mistakes. I misspelled Ares in one part because I used the cutscenes <laughs> from a Spanish dub of the of um, God of War three. I like I was mispronouncing names like a like it was so bad, but people loved it and that blew up honest gaming history. And um, I would say the second one, I made a review for Soul Leveling, um, the Manoir, and. Another one where I was just like, eh, you know, I'll just talk about it. People want to know. I The only reason why I did it was because the company who was um, in charge of like uh, representing uh, solo leveling. Oh, wow. Was um, they were um, they were trying to shut down channels that were talking about. Solo oh, leveling. So I was like, I'm not trying to get shut down for some shit. I just started on my channel, like not not taking away five years of work for one man. Why I just started reading. I don't even know if I like. So I did like a quick review on it. Um, and people that blew up like crazy. Like I remember I made, I made a video, another one of my friends, um, named, uh, mask man slash manga Ashura, another really great YouTuber. Uh, they, um, they made a video as well and they were at the time doing better than I was. So I was like thinking, all right, their video is probably going to blow up. My video is probably going to stay around like 10 K views. Maybe it'll be chill. I like come back when like next week and it's like nearing a hundred K. And this is a video where I was like, I'm not scripted. I just put my camera up and I was like, solo leveling and it's talking about solo leveling for like 12 minutes 12 minutes tops like and it it did amazingly well and people i and once again that's another video where because it was off script it was non-scripted people there were a lot of mistakes like i remember i talked about the power system incorrectly like a lot of people were talking about how there were issues with it but at the end of the day so many people latched onto it and i feel like i don't know i feel like it's a combination of one, I think people like it when influencers are more raw. They don't like, right. I think scripts are very helpful. Real. Don't get me wrong. I think scripts are needed to to, um, to organize your ideas. Speaking for myself here, my ideas are all over the place. Right. But um, I, uh, I feel like what really helped with that video was it being raw. And also just that solo leveling was popular, but none of that was even a thing to me because I was so used to the honest giving histories working and like the scripted reviews working. This is the first, this is one of the first times where I saw a, ma- a non-scripted video like this blow up so much. And then that led to the Manoirs getting more attention and that led to my channel 
becoming a cluster, adding another thing to my cluster of things in my channel where I was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna have gaming, anime, and I guess we're also doing webtoons and manual now. I'm fine with that, so. Yeah, because that's, that's a trend you have with your other with the movies. You'll say like, you know, what happened to the whatever Iron Man, or whatever, and you'll say, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, tra tra tradition, no scripts going off the top, so it's kind of a yep. kind of served part of yeah. The yeah, those those videos as well did a lot better than I thought they were going to do because that was also like that was more of a passion project. I feel like I have videos on my channel that like I still like all my videos, but I have the videos that I work on for the people, and then the videos that I work on for me. Um, that was a video I would those were that was a series I definitely say was more of a me thing because I have I have the greatest time filming those videos because me and my boy we we are our chemistry is fire so Shamrock yeah Sh Shamar Shamrock I call him <laughs> but yeah he um our chemistry is great and uh that like when I I think it was the specifically the what really happened for Dragon Ball Super Broly that oh, yeah. that's doing the best that one I people were like, this is the funniest video I've ever seen. And I'm like, we were just talking. Like, this is just how me and my boy converse. Like, this is just a regular day in our, in, in, in like us being together. Like, this is a regular day in our lives. But um, I one thing I will say, like I noticed with that and like the Soul Leveling review and the manoir is that uh, the feeling of being in the same room with the creator is honestly yeah. what these people want, I feel. Mm -hmm. Like they want Openness. to, especially if they like you, they want to be in the room with you. They want to feel like you and them are talking in the same room. And that's what, what really happened was, it was like a conversation about the movie, but it didn't feel like you were watching it from a screen. It felt like you were watching, you were with us talking shit about a movie. And like, you were like, yo, I felt the same way, you know? Yeah. So I, I just tried to, I realized like being more personal um trying to really really connect with my audience trying to um and also like i was saying just being more raw that is those are like the things that helps out a lot with the content especially like the quick content that we think is um not going to do well and it also taught me never throw away content anything could be good even the thing yeah, the do. content you think is trash it could be good it could hit hard <laughs> yeah yeah that's what charlie was doing recently he was pushing we had a whole bunch we had a whole like dozen or so old videos and Charlie was posting those stuff like, in there so yeah horrible call like not horrible but when we first started <laughs> the channel I was doing it off my yeah. shitty little laptop I had didn't have a mic and it's the audio it wasn't bad but compared to what we do now where I've put like I bought this thousand dollar PC I spent 70 bucks on this mic like I put mm. getting into getting the quality better I'm yeah, like yeah. people are really gonna like this shit that was really like bad mediocre quality from like a year ago i don't know but we'll, i threw it up and we have them dropping to see how they go but um uh before yeah. before i let you go obviously you know you got a whole bunch of things to do about your time uh dev could you run the thing run the uh oh yeah, this, yeah. Is like, I, I, I got one for our, for our for our boy here hello and welcome to either or this is a section of the show where i ask uh either my co-host or a guest a uh, hypothetical question and they of course have to answer it showing their work now obviously because you're a huge fan of anime and manga uh, i have to pose you this question um i know you're a fan of berserk mm -hmm. as well as cowboy bebop and mm -hmm. i've seen the intro videos that you do for your for your vids so here's what here's my question to you which hits you harder emotionally positive or negatively the opening for cowboy bebop or the closing for berserk those Ooh. songs and the in the kind of the the vibes they send. The opening for Cowboy Bebop and the closing for Berserk. That's tough. That is. They're tough. opposite ends of the spectrum, but they're both. Yeah. Now you know what? I and it's it's like Berserk is mad emotional, but the Cowboy Bebop opening is so iconic and like the first feeling it gave me when I watched it, I still when I watched the opening, I still get it like. It's I like it. It doesn't feel like an anime opening, right? But mm -hmm. it's still an anime, and it's so crazy because it came out so early in anime history, um, right. Cowboy Bebop. So compared to where we are now, I would say. But yeah, nah, the Cowboy Bebop opening is it's smooth, it's hype, it's like I feel like it also just I like I know it's an anime, but I also just feel like as a as being being black i feel a connect i feel like a deeper connection to it because of yeah. the jazz mm -hmm. and because of like this the nuances with it like yeah cowboy bebop son it's it's a great ass anime <laughs> no it, it 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 is it is it's funny because the only anime in a history that ever made me cry spoiler alert was berserk 
and the mm. only anime I ever cried for almost almost another way from joy was Cowboy Bebop. So it's kind of like mm. the, the two of them both kind of got tears, got me teary eyed, but from different angles. So I always ask that question when I get a chance. Uh, this is the live action one, right? I cried for the live action because for a whole other reason. I, that was that was uh, Jesus. I have yet to watch it. Only I was thinking about watching it. I was like, let me give it a chance. But then it got canceled. I was like. Don't nah, the reviews were <laughs> right, bro. The reviews were. I, I usually like I take reviews with the grain of salt, but like those reviews were spot on. Yeah, <laughs> they got bro. canceled. Got canceled, and then, then a month and a half later, they said, "Oh, by the way, here's our live action One Piece." It's like you guys are coming off a. And they announced the live action Yu Yu Hakusho right after too. So yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, yeah, going on Netflix. So I was <sighs> like. Not yeah, my they're, favorite they're, anime. They get right into the nostalgia for people. It's like you, y'all, y'all, y'all aren't doing that. Great, you got a easy there. Kill yeah, me. Friends. What kill me with Bebop is because up until I had never seen the anime until they announced the show. So I knew I was like, all right, I'm doing video essays now for my first one. Let me watch binge watch Cowboy Bebop for like two weeks and then do a fresh like my thoughts on the show itself. I did that video. I loved it. One of my favorite things I've ever done. So I had it fresh in my mind, and then I watched the live action. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you make it through it. You could make it through the anime, through the, through the live action. You love the anime, but couldn't watch like all of the one live action. Day, I, I yeah. finished the show one day, finished the video, and then the next day watched the live action and was pissed. Yeah. I, I think the thing that really pushed it, like, I, I feel like a part of me still wanted to watch it even after seeing that it got canceled, but I saw a review made by um, Mother's Basement about yeah, the live action. Yeah. It's like and an hour long. He showed, yeah, he showed Vicious, and once I saw Vicious, I was like, I'm good. I'm, I don't want to watch this. I'm good. I'm good. It's not Vicious. It's not Vicious. Yeah. That ain't Vicious, bro. That's no. that's some random, stereotypical Western Hollywood movie villain. <laughs> yes, yes. There are cosplayers that put in a lot more effort than that. Dude. Yeah, he didn't even act like Vicious. Like, he wasn't... No. He felt like in a, a weird... He felt like Black Mask in Birds of Prey. That's a good, yeah, yeah. Actually, although, although Ian McGregor did a better job, but yeah, that's a oh, very yeah, yeah, good for comparison. Sure. That's a very good yeah. comparison. Yeah, and that for someone as stoic and visceral as Vicious, that was really weird. That was a really weird yes. move. Yeah, Vicious almost is more like a concept as far as like he is meant to be represent evil that Spike is up against. Not so much a yeah, top, like he needs his own episodes. Like, it's, no, it's it's so yeah. off the market. Obviously. Like I feel like Vicious is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable with how yes. like he feels like he knows it feels like he knows everything from how confident right. he is and just how evil exactly. he is exactly. yeah. he's, a, he's a sense of dread he's walking dread in a sense exactly that's hurt my feelings for real i ain't <laughs> I, was, I was livid i i, I think i ran into ethan's on the phone for like me, me, let me stop i'm in an interview right yeah, now. We were, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was it was it wasn't happy it was bad it was bad it was a bad week uh oh uh should we ask i know we, we kept him way too long should we bring up Episode six of Boba Fett just just to Ooh, have video. you been have you been watching Boba Fett? Don't you? I I have not. Okay, have okay, not. okay. Um, right. I need to. I will say like the last few Star Wars movies left a bad testing left, left a bad taste in my mouth. Right. So I've right. been apprehensive. Yep. But yep. 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 I'm because of how much good things I've heard about Boba Fett and because I watch I I unfortunately have not finished watching Visions yet. I watched the first episode and I was like, give me more. This is what I've been asking for. I've been saying Star Wars would make would be a great anime for the longest time. This is what I was fucking talking about. <laughs> how, how big of a fan are you of the Clone Wars series, the animated series? I think Clone Wars was Star Wars at peak. Oh, okay. I think the Clone so Wars series was Star Wars at peak. Both Clone Wars, the CGI, yeah. and Clone Wars, the old school animated series that was on Cartoon yeah. Network, the short series. I, the one I that, watched that one. That was yeah. like, I love that one. The, the, I love both that by uh, Gandy Kudakovsky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I um I watched that one is what really like at first I didn't really care for Star Wars because I didn't they were like oh it's like fantasy and action and as a kid it yeah. couldn't I couldn't fathom that being happening not in an anime so I was like mm -hmm. it's our, it's like real life so it's probably not gonna look good but seeing it animated I was like nah Star Wars is, Star Wars might be pretty lit you get a lot like you're fucking space knights with magic what say less right. and like right. low key follow like the Bushido code like. So you're mm -hmm. kind of samurai, like <laughs> with powers. Like, I give me more, please. Yeah, I won't spoil yeah. anything. I'm yeah, don't spoil it. Don't, if don't you spoil. like that, you're gonna love both of us. You saying. have to. God, yeah, you. Ha it's, okay. it's, it's, it's like I'm sure you'll see the spoilers online. You can't avoid them, but it's you have to just if you can as a favor to us, please. What, what I just what I did with Dev when it came out, I said, Dev, here's the thing. I need you to keep a keep track of how many times you said, you said the word yo when you watch the episode. Then hit me up right <laughs> after you watch it. And he did both. He he said yo like seven times, and he hit me up. He talked <laughs> for an hour on the episode, so it's 
if you're a fan of Clone Wars, right? You yeah. will, there's a, there's some stuff in that happens just for you, specifically for okay. you. Okay. I'm the residential Star Wars nerd on the Then and Out podcast. So I was like, he already knew what was going to get me. He knew what was up. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was crazy. But don't you thank you so much yes, for coming on, man. Um, again, this is an episode we all just kissed your ass and gave you your flowers. Yeah. For, like, the first. <laughs> we apologize but, for that. We apologize for no, that. I had a great time talking with you guys, bro. <laughs> and again, yeah, dude, you, again, were the inspiration for why I started this and kind of how I got into it. I kind of saw a lot of myself in you. And like you said earlier, as far as you connecting with your fans, mission accomplished, you did that, man. Um, thank you for thank you. doing what you did because that got us to where we're doing what we're doing now, man. You were you. the forefather, if I will. Respect. Um, respect, respect. Yeah, man. Again, thank you for coming uh, on. Is there anything you want to plug before you take off? Please. Any other uh, videos, any other Oh, uh, I, I do have a quick plug, and it's funny because you mentioned Arcane. <laughs> um, oh, first of all, I want to thank you guys again for um, bringing me on and inviting me here. Keep keep creating greatness. Um, also, uh, because you mentioned Arcane, I recently made a video covering the lore and history of League of Legends. So if you are curious to learn about League of Legends, your boys got you. That's yep. about it. <laughs> and, and the fan has Vi sitting up there, so of course I had to watch it. I love oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I play League as well, and Vi is my main, so seeing Arcane oh, really, like, I Arcane actually got me to cry. Arcane it made did, me okay. cry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it, it was great. That, that's one of the few times yeah. that an adaptation is actually sees the original Switch material. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really good oh, job on there. We gushed on, we gushed on the review for that. Um, <laughs> but again, thank you for coming. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Then and Out podcast. Uh, we got more content coming for you guys pretty soon. Um, the comic will be done at some point. I think, well, me and my friend, me and my best friend are making it. Well, it's his story, but I'm not going to make the comic. We'll get that done at some point and get that out. That's fire. I'm down um, that. <laughs> if you guys are interested, go check out my boy, uh, Ethan Murphy at Echelon Comics. He has a lot of stuff that he's put out over there. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of the In and Out Podcast. We'll see you guys next time.